Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, I resisted the urge to do an Irish accent because I know it's going to come out later. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's literally the day, unlike last year's episode that we did for Guinness, where it was the weekend before. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, that was in honor of the the Chicago tradition of doing the parade the Friday before. But since today is Friday and it's St. Patrick's Day... No need to beat around the bush. Why not? I, I don't know where I was going. Honestly, I started there. Maybe I've had a couple. Yeah, maybe. Don't judge me. Who knows? It's a national holiday. You know, I think we should just say what we're drinking on. Three. I think we should too. I think we're drinking Maggie's Irish Maggie's Ale. Maggie's Irish Ale. Oh, okay. wow. It's just like the Boston one. Oh, it didn't last very long. It did not last very long, and it's going to go on for a lot longer than that. <laughs> um, yeah, we're drinking Maggie's Irish Ale. Which comes to us from the wonderful Sagatok Brewing Company in Douglas, Michigan. Which is weird because Sagatok is actually a city in Michigan. <laughs> and it's not there, apparently. Well, makes sense. There's probably not a ton of space. Yeah, and Vince, this is the second Sagatok beer we've done. Last time we went to this place, metaphorically, was for Peanut Butter Porter almost 50 episodes ago. Wow. Yeah. Almost exactly. Halfway. Yeah, the half literally episode fifty one. So just about So yeah, that's that's the halfway mark of the gas tank right there. (laughs) Right. Um and I gotta be honest, we really didn't like that one. No, I remember very distinctly. And I do have to say I've I've had a few things from Sagatuck and they make some bold flavor combinations. Yeah. Which I'm always respectful of and a huge sucker for. I've been really pleased. And I've been less than pleased. Well, I think this is a chance for Saga Talk to have a redemption for us. Because what we're drinking today is Maggie's Irish Ale. And as they describe it, it's a beautiful mahogany color with well-rounded flavors of caramel and tea. And subtle hints of malt with a dry finish. That sounds good on paper. It sounds good on paper. I don't really know what it means 100 episodes in. And that's why we're doing this. (laughs) We already covered Guinness. We're not going to cover that again. That's obviously the most famous beer to drink on this day. But, you know, I'm sure you might be looking for a different Irish-themed drink. Let's just say we tried to find something else that was Irish-themed, and that, that was a challenge. But but this is available, <laughs> and it's all going to be right here in front of you. We will have what we couldn't find in the future. <laughs> Do we want to re- remind people uh, the story of Saga Talk really quick before we crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go quickly through it. Sagatuck, the adventure started creating a perfect beer, as they call it, and they've kept that focus since they started. 2005, 31 combined rotating taps. They also have hard cider and a variety of wines, which is a very interesting thing that the southwestern portion of Michigan does. They actually do wines very well, so that's not surprising at all. Uh, Sagatuck Brewing Company has a large family-friendly pub outside patio and then a secondary tap room dubbed the barrel room so you've got all kinds of different dining and drinking experiences all in one it's a 45 barrel brew system 960 barrels of fermentation space and the ability to age over 400 wood barrels at a time so what does that mean what are we talking about here when we say the ability to age over 400 wood barrels at a time that's significant for some of those 
porters, some of those stouts, even some of those sours. It's that barrel aging that we get into as well. So they're pretty popular down in the southwest side of Michigan. There's a ton of breweries cropping up there, so uh, definitely a lot of competition, but they find a way to stand out. I just want to point out something, too. This is available in 11 states, most of them in the Midwest, but it's also available in seven foreign countries, including Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, should we Trinidad and to crack these? I think we should. Salancha. Yeah, Salancha. Oh, Vince, yours uh, spilled on me a little oh, bit. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I forgive you. Oh, a little cream ale on the wounds never hurt nobody. Oh, it smells nice. Okay. That'll wake you up. Yeah, it's... um. Wow. It's a, I, it's a nice tasting one. Yeah. The your, honey comes through. Your face is kind of looking grimacing, though. What, what's going on there? I don't know why. So Maggie's Irish Ale is an ale brewed with honey right there, dead center. And yes, brewed right. with honey could be a little bigger. But I read it, and I still forgot that there would be a honey aftertaste. Um, You know, I have to say, on first taste... This kind of feels like, you know, they have those new, um, like, pre-canned, like, Jack and Cokes. Yeah. This kind of tastes like that. Oh, like a Jack and Coke or just like a pre-canned cocktail? The pre-canned cocktails. Like, not mixed super well? Yeah. Like, you know, obviously every one of these companies is trying to get into, like, the the alt beer category. Right. And they just started making, like, basically cocktails in a can. You know, Cutwater does this very well. Uh, but my buddy loves um, doing whiskey cokes. He yeah. started buying these Jack Daniels canned <laughs> combinations, and he says they're good. I've never had them. Uh, it's interesting because when I think of the west side of Michigan, uh, I inevitably make my way up to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Right. And I know we've talked about this before, so I won't linger, and this won't be my final comparison. You don't want to talk about the punk rock show that I went to in Grand Rapids? Well, we talked about that in the episode as well, truthfully, and it may be the last time, but they have this event, and I don't know if they still do it, where they drop their own ball on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we've talked about that, and it's like, it's a fun event for Western Michigan, but it's like a wanting facsimile of the big event in New York, which everything is going to be. I get it. This feels in that same neighborhood, like a wanting facsimile. I have had a honey ale and I loved it. I can't remember what it was called. I thought it was very good. This is not hitting the spot for me. I would actually just go as far as saying that St. Patrick's Day is probably the one holiday where wanting facsimile is more embraced than any other. Yes. Because it's, I don't know the exact percentage of Irish Americans in the U.S., but it's not 99%. And for one weekend or one day a year in most parts of the country, like there's a lot of people that wear green and celebrate a patron saint of Ireland that's been dead for about a thousand years. Which is extremely interesting because I don't know the population of Ireland, but it can't be big. Oh, it's not big. It's a small island. I, I want to say like maybe only a, a couple million at the most. I'll, I'll check that right now. Um, five million. Yeah. Five million. But, you know, we they're, they're very proud people. Like many immigrants, right. they held on to their roots and they had a lot of success in yeah. America. And I'm, 
I'm 93% Irish, so I'm all for it. But what I'm saying is, I think that this beer is kind of similar to the way like people, you know, people really want to be Irish on this one particular day, and everybody yeah. just goes with it, you know. Okay, so here, let's talk about that for a minute because we've got an Irish ale here. What the hell is an Irish ale? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's metaphorically it's a, speaking. No, I, it's a drier ale overall. Is is generally what. I mean, I think when people think about Irish ales, they just think about Guinness and dark, the darker style of stout. Right, which is an Irish style stout. Yeah. But I mean, if we're we're thinking about an Irish ale here, it, this is almost the perfect St. Patrick's Day drink in that everyone talks about how they want to celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, po- like potentially in Dublin. I've heard that from yeah. Like probably hundreds of people at this point, and I get it. I get the want. You want to go where something started, but the actual St. Patrick's Day celebrations here are they, they're significantly different from everything I've read. They're way rowdier, and it's way more commercialized. Exactly, and it it seems like that. So you're constantly wanting to see what spawned this, and the truth of the matter is nothing. We spawn this, and it's the same thing. Like, yeah, uh, well, uh, well, let's make an Irish ale. Uh, it, it doesn't really exist, you know? <laughs> let's just make an ale for St. Patrick's Day. Well, in a way, you know what I would describe this as? This is like a cover band of Guinness. Oh. It's like a Guinness tribute band. But it's a totally different... So, okay, I'm going to take issue with you because it's a totally different drinking experience than Guinness. I I agree, but so is seeing a cover band. Like, if you see a band that's... At a bar, for example, like you go to Nashville, Broadway, and they're playing covers of Keith Urban or whatever the fuck. They mix in a couple, you know, country versions of rap songs. But, you know, you don't like turn on being like, oh, my God, is that Keith Urban here at Tootsie's? But no, but imagine if imagine if a Keith Urban tribute band started playing like heavy metal you'd be like what the hell <laughs> yeah i would the, to be. me that's the that's the guinness so you, this is very different uh, okay i i guess what i'm saying is that this desperately wants to be like guinness with a like a little bit of its twist love that but it's not and it never will be love that love that this is yes 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 this is sagatuck's attempt to take their little chunk of saint patrick's day and they'll never, they're not trying oh, to compete with Guinness. They'll I got never it. be able to. I got it. <laughs> this is Austin Butler. This beer. Oh my God. This beer is Austin Butler. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, just uh, go on TikTok for like a couple seconds and you'll see him. He was uh, in the Elvis movie, the new one. He started as a Disney star, am I right? You may be right. I know that he had a, a career as a teen, but I got to be honest, I wasn't locked in on Austin Butler until uh, Elvis. Well, no, even before that, I saw him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, he was in Hannah Montana for a couple episodes, and Ned's Declassified School Survival so Nickelodeon, Guide. Nickelodeon, like, yeah, he was, yeah, you're right. A he teen did, career. yeah. So he did all that. Really, he he was doing like teeny bopper shows up until. He got the role in uh, in that film. I mean, the first movie that anybody ever noticed him in was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then all of a sudden, he's fucking Elvis. And, and tell the people what he did, Tom. <laughs> tell the people what he did that makes him deserving 
<laughs> of the comparison. He changed his accent to sound like Elvis. And he's still talking like Elvis. He's still talking like He's that. accepting awards at uh, at the Golden Globes, talking like Elvis, walking like Elvis. And it's not a bit. Acting, it's not a bit. It's not a bit. Right. And people are like, people are trying to defend him saying like, oh, well, you know, he's altered like his brain chemistry because he was in character for so long. Like, no, what? Nobody else is doing that. Daniel Day-Lewis isn't doing that. Daniel Day-Lewis literally became Abe Lincoln. And then was fine. And was he's not wa- he's not walking around going to bars and hanging his top hat. <laughs> right. No, this is just insane. And I mean, it's probably good for marketing purposes and for his image. But it's just weird that he was like, not only am I going to act as Elvis in a film, I'm just going to continue to talk and be like him forever and ever. Which is an interesting thing, truthfully, because I think as we're kids we don't look back that far into the past and go i would love to emulate that it's that's rare <laughs> we look directly and we go oh i want to be yeah. like drake you know which right. is I, honestly if you want to be like drake we've we've got to did talk. you ever say that back in no, your youth no no <laughs> no i want to be like that kid on degrassi he seems like a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> We know who you are, Aubrey. Yeah. Vince, let's try this out of the glass. Yeah. I, what I want to do, Tom, too, is I think that was a perfect facsimile for what it wants to be. Let's talk taste-wise what this reminds you of as you pull it out of the glass. Okay. Taste-wise. Like, give me some characteristics. You know, this kind of tastes to me like Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, a little bit. And as we talked about in that episode. It's a little lighter, though, that right? They drastically changed the recipe to the point where, like, you and I will never know what the original Newcastle tasted like. In respect to this beer, they didn't change the recipe, but I think what they're going for is a taste that's almost, like, not attainable. You know how, like, in in those bourbon books, they talk about, like, when they taste the batch after it comes out of the distilling process? Like, they're chasing a taste... That like is from decades into the past. Yeah, I feel like that this beer is kind of trying to do that with with this particular recipe. What do you okay, think? Okay, that's interesting. I think it's very strong. Like it, it leaves a lasting impression, but like it's not that it's not grounded in anything. It doesn't have deep roots. Like you, you know, we've had some of these beers that are strong, but they're well mixed. They are complemented on each end of the flavor palette, both well, and you respect what's going on here. Whereas I think what's happening here is kind of that Austin Butler, let me take advantage of this situation. But it's also like, it's strong. It lets you know that it's there. It's almost like puffing its chest out at me. Yeah. The best way I could describe it is to, I, I watched The Flash over a summer and I don't know if you've watched the CW series, The Flash. I know it, yeah. So the guy who plays The Flash, Barry Allen, is like this. He's super smart, but he's this string bean of a guy, you know? And when you look at him, if you're squaring up with him, you're kind of like, ah, this guy's nothing, right? And he is until he becomes super fast. Then all of a sudden he's got this chest puff, right, where he's... He's there and he's going to defend his friends. He's going to do everything that he couldn't do before. Yeah. And that's what it, it's... Oh, my God. It's it's Captain America before he had the serum. 
Oh my god! Yeah, that's it. It's this annoying, yeah. puny little guy who thinks that who thinks he's huge. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the same. It's that concept of yeah. like this really like this person who's got hutzpah, quote unquote hutzpah. This beer has hutzpah. Uh, I actually wanted to take a, a step back to what you were mentioning. I would say this beer as a whole is the CW. Like, <laughs> technically, the CW is like a longstanding American like broadcast network. Oh, it used to be WB. Yeah. But, I mean, can't you just tell anytime you watch a CW show that like something's off? You're like, this doesn't look like the other shows. It looks a little bit cheaper. It's... Kind of playing down to a different demographic. You know, they just got acquired by a company called Nexstar, and I was like, why? Like, why are you buying the CW? So, okay, I, I see where you're going, and I didn't notice that. I feel like the reason that it gets noticed is the CW was essentially, well, they had Gossip Girl for a while, right? And Vampire Diaries. So what, what happened is they played, and I didn't watch those shows, but they played into these teen girls. Right. And had a couple of hugely popular shows that launched some stars. Congratulations. So did Disney. So did Nickelodeon. But where they went after that is they somehow convinced DC like, hey, you guys lost (laughs) to Marvel. It's not happening. Yeah. Why don't you make some TV shows with us? And so from that perspective, when I'm staring at a TV show on the CW about a superhero, yeah, the quality significantly lower than in a Marvel movie. And let's think about it. They've had two different Superman shows. They have the Arrow, which is like still going on. The, the Green Arrow, right? Yeah, Green Arrow. Sorry. Um, yeah, and then... And the Flash. Flash. And then they also have... Um, oh, my God. Legends of Tomorrow or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, where they, it's kind of like a team-up It's show. a mini DC universe. Which, right. like, it's basically DC's admission that... We're not popular enough to start our own channel, right? Like, our own Yeah, well, there. that could be a whole nother conversation. It, it could, but, I, but my point is, like, this beer... This beer is, like, uh, someone who overacts and everything. Oh, my God. And, yes. you know, you, like, you applaud the effort in some respects. But sometimes you're like, this is too much. And, you know, that's why I brought up the thing with the CW where it's like... They make these like, you know, seemingly slick shows, but then if you look at it for more than like five minutes, you're like seeing all the faults. And it's young people that are acting in most of them, and they're not that great. It's just more obvious. So one more thing on the CW. I don't know if you've seen it, but they do a lot of special effects in these superhero movies. And <laughs> somebody released footage of them without the special effects and it is the most ridiculous looking thing i've ever seen so there's oh god there's a scene where like barry who's in the flash by the way i enjoyed my time with the flash and i probably would watch it again if it were on but what he does is he moves his uh fist so quickly yeah that it creates like little vortexes and just watching him do that and there being no vortex is coming out is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And that is probably this beer right here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw an interview with Chris Pine when he was talking about the Star Trek movies. And he was like, people think these movies are a blast to make, but they're so boring because it's just like you run into a room and go, 
what's going on? And then they yell cut, and then there's like three hours of like set changes. Oh my god! And you do that for like four months, because um, a lot of stuff is special effects, obviously, right? So you're yeah. like, and I I think for the Marvel movies, like they had to really like choreograph all the different things because it's all green screen and they're like you don't even know who you're looking at or what they look like or what you're supposed to be reacting to so um it is somewhat of an underrated challenge from an acting uh perspective from what i've read i've heard i've heard that the kid from the jungle book had a lot of trouble with it Oh, because he was <laughs> working with all like extras yeah, and it was, CGI people. Yeah. It was nothing was there, and he was yeah. supposed to be scared and all that. And he did a good job. They said that when they filmed the original Star Wars, they had a different guy like be Darth Vader in person, and his voice was like very like laughably high. <laughs> so nobody was afraid of him. But then like James Earl Jones like did the ADR. And, like, redid it for the film, and he's, like, menacing, and it's, like, yeah. iconic. But, yeah, I guess, like, they had a hard time doing that at first, so. And I, what I want to do here is I want to I want to give Sagatuck... I'm ready to give a rating. I, I am, too, you. yeah. And I want to give Sagatuck their just due, because they take stabs that I think a lot of breweries don't. And this is one of them. And who doesn't want to have a St. Patrick's Day beer, right? I think we're being a little harsh on them what i would like to do is since now we're through two of them i'd like us to find saga tucks like flagship beer and give that a try i want to give them a fair shot i think we have been you know taking a couple of these out of character shots for them um that being said as i'm having this and having it more would i have five to seven of these on saint patrick's day yeah probably probably you can't go wrong with it I just don't think that if you are looking to have one beer on St. Patrick's Day that it should be this. And for that reason, I'm going to go with a 2.75 out of 5 Vinces. That's a very reasonable stance. Uh, I believe that I gave Peanut Butter Porter a 2.75 when we did this last time. But uh, admittedly, that was kind of a generous grade. I would give it a a lower score now and thinking about it. We're 50 episodes older. Right. So I'm going to match your 2.75 out of 5 Toms. Um, and I say that this is I like this much better than Peanut Butter Porter. And I agree with you that we probably should should just go for their best the next time we go to Saga Talk. But, you know, it's seasonal. It's something that people are, are into right now. And I'm sure that if you're going to a party tonight that you will see it. I have no doubt about that. It's Saga Talk. Put more of that snake bite series out because that was fantastic. And CW, let's see another long-running teen drama <laughs> that becomes nostalgic for a generation I'm not a part of. Maybe you guys can take over the new Gossip Girl because I hear that it didn't go. It well. already got canceled. I heard it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it turns out once you leave that younger. So there is a place. Right. There's a place for everything. Right. Uh, and if you enjoyed this uh, or you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, we hope you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. See you later.